This episode is brought to you by Abbott. We are back live from day one of TCT 2019, and I'm joined by my good friend Samir Kapadi and Horst Sievert, talking about novel mechanisms at functional uh, MR reduction. Talk to us a little bit about this device. Uh, so it is a device that sits in the coronary sinus. Yes. We place it from the IJ. So no left-sided access. No left-sided access. And it is 10 to 15 minutes after we get into coronary sinus to deploy the device, and it cinches the atrial side of the mitral annulus such that the mitral annulus is a little bit smaller mm -hmm. and that reduces the stress on the annulus, remodels in the positive way, and MR gets better. Now, why doesn't the coronary sinus thrombose? You're talking to a guy who's obsessed with thrombosis here. So <laughs> right, why right, is that? You got a low no, focus to put this device in. But device is, so first of all, the device is not a very heavy on metal. It okay. is just a distal and a proximal anchor and a metal rod. Okay. So that's the plus side. And the second is the coronary flow, coronary sinus flow is actually fast. Pretty high. Very yeah, pretty high. Pretty high. The velocity is pretty uh, fast. Yeah, considering Harrison. the fact that the heart has the largest blood flow per unit per unit of blood. Yes. So there is, this flow is actually very fast. Very good, so it doesn't thrombose. Doesn't thrombose. And uh, that's why, remember the ICD leads. Yes are in the coronary sinus, yeah. they're much more, much they're bigger, more bigger than, this. than this thing. Got so it. we Got have it. some predicament that it won't thrombose. It won't thrombose. <laughs> so Horst, you led this initial study, the REDUCE FMR study, just published in Jack Heart Failure. Tell us a little bit about the design and what you found. Yeah, that was a randomized trial and actually the first CHAM-controlled randomized trial in the field of valve therapy. Uh, so that means uh, all the assessors as well as the patient have been blinded. And uh, it was a, a study with a mechanistic endpoint. So we looked at the reduction of MR, looking at the regorgian volume, and that was significant, it was a positive trial. So uh, uh, it also showed that the device is very safe. We had actually uh, the same rate of major adverse events in both groups, actually a trend towards more major adverse events in the control group, so very safe. Uh, effective in reducing MR, and what we now need is a clinical trial to look at clinical endpoints and see how this translates. When you do a sham operation in your study, what was the sham procedure? It was coronary sinus angiogram. An angiogram, yeah. so no real instrument, no. got it. Yeah. So now you're doing the clinical the pivotal trial. Pivotal trial. Tell us about the design, how many patients? So, so we are going to have about 350 patient trial, randomized, very similar. again. So sham, mm -hmm. but remember the sham is not really, so in order to put the device, we need to do a coronary sinus angiogram uh -huh. to see if the sinus is of adequate length and size. Okay. So it is part of the procedure for screening. Got it. So once you screen the patient, then you put a device or not. Right. So really speaking, the entire procedure is anyway done. Right. The only sham part is that you're going to put a device or not. Got it. And since patients are mostly anesthetized, sometimes conscious sedation too, it is only 10 minutes time difference from that point to actually deploying the device. So it is double blind. Double blind. Double blind is very important because... Or the people who are following the patient, patient up doesn't is double blind. Right. Yes. Okay. And it is also, patient doesn't know. Mm -hmm. So the 
primary endpoint of the trial is death, rehospitalization, of course, stroke, and there is also a very important endpoint is six-minute walk. Oh. So because it is double-blind and sham, patients don't know. So we right. can do a subjective endpoint as an objective endpoint. Right. So and this also, is the beauty of the trial yeah. in terms of doing it. Amazing. And also, at least in, in the European trial, I think in, in your trial as well, there's the option of crossover at the end of the trial. Exactly. The trial. So, so actually not, not really a device against sham. It's device immediately against device later on. Got so it. if you want to have a clip or a surgery or uh, LVAD, you can still have it in either of the groups because again, the patients or the doctors don't know whether they right. had the carillon device or not. So you can have this and this is part of the endpoint. Okay. So in the hierarchical endpoint, the second therapy is part of the endpoint in both groups. So it is a very novel, fancy design. Yeah. And the idea is that we are going to recruit patients with two plus MR, mm -hmm. three plus, four plus. Mm -hmm. So all other prior trials were three to four plus MR. Since mm -hmm. the device is super safe, yes. if we can treat early, would it make a difference or not? So this is why FDA and everybody else feels comfortable that we can treat patients who have actually two plus MR rather than going to the three and four plus MR. So this is also the novelty. And when do you think you're gonna get the job done when we be done enrolling? So we just started the enrollment, and uh, I would say that at least year and a half, year, you know, depending on how active the community is to recruit the patient, because patients exist. Mm -hmm. The question is that uh, how people are enthusiastic about participating in the trial. In my opinion, right. they will be, because it doesn't burn any bridges. Right. So you can still put a clip, you can still put a new valve, right. you can do everything else. So right. this is just first step in the therapy and you can do more therapies after that. Great. Neat technology. Thanks for joining us, guys. Of course, pleasure is ours. And thanks for all of you for joining us here live from TCT 2019 in sunny San Francisco. Thank you.